Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. You know, centers are a hell of a lot of fun. They know how to party. Like, this is a party. Taking a Pro Bowl nose tackle and drilling him into the ground so that he can taste the grassy at Lambeau Field. Sometimes you just got to try the quick jam. The quick jam. Bam. Just get on. Get on as quick as you can. Boom. Then get off. And then get ready to dance. Shuffle. Slide. Shuffle. Slide. Football. Football. Yeah. Football. Football. Shuffle. Slide. Shuffle. Slide. That's the new tagline of this show. We shuffle and slide. Vikings discussions. Every day on Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And uh, every single week, we like to we like to go into the YouTube comment section for good or bad, and we uh, we answer questions, we take your comments, we take your critiques, your criticisms, your praise, whatever it may be. Boys, a lot of Kirk Cousins stuff in our YouTube comments this week. Now, part of it was we posted a State of Kirk Cousins episode early in the week, so yes, uh, we were driving that part of the discussion, but. A lot of Kirk Cousins stuff in here, presented by PXG Minneapolis. So PXG is here if you're a, if you're not only a football fanatic, but if you are uh, attempting to be better at golf, like myself. Um, it's a golfer's paradise. PXG Minneapolis has new Gen 4 golf clubs, the drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons that are PXG's flagship clubs. You can check those out. New spring and summer apparel. So uh, if you just want to look sharp even, maybe you're just not good at golf and you just want to look sharp and some PXG swag. Thank you. Maybe that's my path. Um, the spring and summer apparel is here at PXG Minneapolis Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Come on! Football! All right, you guys ready for some comments from YouTube here? Are you emotionally ready? Sometimes we get ripped. On so Kirk Cousins stuff, sure I'm, n- I'm never quite sure if I am or not. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. It's a mixed out. bag, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, All right, so this is from Andres Barola. And he's referencing something we've all sort of seen floating around on social media the last couple of weeks. It's worth bringing up here that uh, and I'll just read his uh, a weird tweet speculates Kirk Cousins to San Francisco for the third overall pick. He's getting this from a purple PTSD dot com write up that there's been a couple of tweets out there basically saying, hold your horses that San Francisco might have something else up its sleeve. And now that they've expressed their love publicly for Kirk Cousins again, Mm -hmm. is there any percent chance that San Francisco is in line for another big move 
trading the number three pick for Kirk Cousins? Or can can even we, the reckless speculation crew of Minnesota media, put that one to bed? This would be sort of like if it was draft day and the Seattle Seahawks traded um, trade, made a trade with Cleveland and gave Cleveland the top overall pick for Cleveland's next three first-round picks, and it was made into a, let's say, Kevin Costner film. It okay. would be fun but not plausible. No, there is no way that San Francisco got up to three uh, because they were going to – because they – the Vikings had said, we won't deal with you unless you've got a top three pick. But if you do that, if you mortgage your future for that pick, we'll give you Kirk. As much fun as that tweet was, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's completely reckless. No, I don't see any way this, this is going to I mean, think about if, if that happened. You know, instead, of, instead of San Francisco just finding a way to work directly with the Vikings Correct. on a Kirk Cousins trade for right. something far less than number three pick, that they would that they would be trading multiple future picks to move up to number three, and then they would trade the three to the Vikings for Kirk Cousins, and they, the Vikings would probably kick in something else. I would think it's a lot. Uh-huh. It feels like a lot to give up for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So there, there there would there would have been a more just like direct path if they wanted to acquire Kirk. If actually I think it was less about the Niners and their want to acquire Kirk. I think we know they wanted Kirk. It was the Vikings not wanting to give up what they deemed to be their franchise quarterback for the next couple of years. So. That being said, this is a 10 on the 1 to 10 ratio of Mackie and Judd approved reckless speculation. Yes. Yeah, we are We are 100% here. We are the game. Reckless speculation. So I appreciate it. Game. Uh, Austin Gillies says uh, in response to the State of Kirk Cousins episode from a few days ago, terrible take. Paul just outright hate uh, outright hates cousins. I'm assuming he Paul? means me that You're I would Paul. be Paul, Paul in this Mac? scenario. Paul Mac. Coaching and play calling goes a long way. Kirk is easily good enough to win one Super Bowl. Do you guys think Kirk is good enough to win one Super Bowl? Yeah, that BD. No, I I don't. I keep saying he's not. He's not, and you have to surround him with everything perfect around him. That's not breaking news, and the Vikings are not even coming close to doing that. No, I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl. Do I think he can win 8 to 11 games? Yes, I do. Do I think he can get him through a playoff run? No, I don't. I I can't be any more clear about this. I, I don't think that he's bad at what he does. But I don't think he is also the key to winning a Super Bowl. This has been the this has been this comes off as hate. It's not hate. It's realization, self awareness. You're, You're hater. It's fine. Go ahead, Paul. Josh hater. Um, I so I, uh, this is nuanced for me. I think he is good enough to win a Super Bowl, but I think he makes too much money for his skill set. Like he's not good enough to make the third most money to the cap or in, in next year's case, the second most money to the cap and win a Super Bowl. So is he talented enough? Can he make the throws needed? And and can he get hot for a stretch like we've seen? Yes. I mean, he hasn't done it against great competition. He's never gotten hot for like a four-week playoff stretch, one week. Um, is he more is, is he talent is he more talented than some of the guys who have been Super Bowl champion quarterbacks? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Maybe even Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco got hot for a four week stretch against some of the best teams in the NFL. So that's something that he was able yeah. to do that Kirk hasn't, right? Yes. Um so it's 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 a little bit less about his talent, even though I have questions about him in key spots, than it is about 
Uh, like it's more about his money that he makes and, and relative to the cap and, than it is about his skill set. And the Vikings are not flat out setting him up to win a Super Bowl. It's that simple. Their philosophy of how to build their team does not go hand in hand with the quarterback skill set. Dex, what are you, is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? I think he's good enough, yes. I mean, and just look at the quarterbacks that have made Super Bowls. I mean, yeah, Flacco's won one and got hot. Eli Manning's won a couple, thanks to also a lot of good supporting cast around him. Cam Newton has made a Super Bowl. Yes, I, I think he's good enough to make a Super Bowl and possibly win one, too. Uh, but I, I, I need to see it. I need to see him get hot for an extended period of time. And it, not extended period of time, so I've seen that. I need to see him rise up in the situation when the moment is the most pressured, and I've yet to see that consistently. Yeah, the thing is, too, like people are so quick to dog on Eli and to dog on Flacco because they've had a bunch of down spots in their careers, and maybe they didn't, like, Eli didn't live up to being the number one overall pick in terms of just perennial... He never won an MVP. He was never considered one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And Flacco got paid and basically disappeared as a quality starting quarterback. And so people dog on those guys. But you know what? Those guys got super hot three different times, twice for Eli and once for Flacco against the best teams in the NFL when it mattered the most. And they stepped up and they rose up. And, and, and the, yes, they had good defenses. And, yes, they had good coaches and like infrastructure around them that helped them. But when it mattered most... Those guys rose up and they got their rings. Right. So those guys do deserve some credit. You can't just say like, "Oh, I mean, Cousins is better than Flacco." All right. Well, okay. Go go get hot for three games in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he's not the exact. He's not the exact same guy. But I'm telling you, the more and more that, that you see Kirk's skill set and what Kirk can can do, there is a there is a rough comparison to be made to, to Jeff George. It's the same. Jeff George was a phenomenal talent. Like Jeff George. Skill-wise, all-world, no question about it. He had a cannon for an arm. He had everything that you could at that time possibly want. And guess what? He never won. Super Bowl. Didn't make it. More Kirk questions here. This is from Benjamin Nelms on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Another question. Why don't many, if any, of Cousins' ex-teammates vouch for him? In fact, some go out of their way to slight him. That's not bad luck. That's something else. And then commenter named B says, Stefan Diggs forced his exit out of town as soon as Cousins was extended. Rudolph thanked everyone in a 2,000-word article leaving the Vikings and left Cousins out. Everson Griffin went on Twitter and said Cousins was ass, end quote. Um, and then he points out the Adam Thielen sideline argument with Cousins that, you know, I mean, guys get in arguments yeah, on the sidelines, yeah. but I mean, it was... Pretty, pretty explosive. Pretty explosive. Yeah. Need I say more? Something is wrong here. Uh, so how do you guys read into some of some of these things? Like the Kyle Rudolph thing is really interesting. Mm-hmm. He just flat omitted Kirk. He he praised several other quarterbacks, including Matt Castle, and just flat mm-hmm. omitted Kirk Cousins. And to, to go back beyond Kirk's years here, I don't believe that in anyone who was with the Washington football team came out and said, "Oh my God, he's gone. This is going to be awful." We love Kirk. Either the the Diggs thing is as I've talked about before. I was always told the Diggs thing had much more to do with how the Vikings ran their offense than what Kirk did. It is interesting though to the person's point because they're right that Diggs uh, completely melted down on Twitter and then was traded on the day that the extension got done with Kirk, which probably can't be dismissed. This goes back to a conversation that we had previously recently on Purple Daily. It's intangibles and it's things that can't be quantified necessarily through statistics, uh, but it's things that are important. And this is why Teddy was loved. 
Bridgewater's teammates loved the man. And he was certainly not the most at his best before he got hurt. He was not the most talented, skilled quarterback out there. But he was good, and he had the intangibles that people wanted to follow. And I don't think it's a stretch to say this. Kirk doesn't have those. Kirk has the skill. I mean, Kirk is Kirk is has uh, God-given talent to be a great quarterback for sure. But when you look at how he's wired and when you look at the people – that he plays with, and and the person um, in the YouTube comments has some really good points. You can't dismiss that either. I, and those are the things that go into the stew of an athlete who is just really talented or a true champion. Yeah. So I, I actually, don't think it can be dismissed. The Rudolph thing and Everson, Everson Griffin, you know, First of all, if you think those are just isolated, those are those are your two of your locker room leaders from the past few years. And Griffin apologized right? once he calmed down, but he meant it. He meant it. Rudolph and and then of course there was this wave of oh my god, Kyle Rudolph didn't include Kirk Cousins, and he had every opportunity to jump in on social media and be like, oh my god, I'm I'm so sorry. Yeah, I forgot, or I just like totally spaced out. Kirk is the man, and he just remained silent on it. So when you have two guys who are leaders in your locker room, especially. Kyle Rudolph and and him being here for that third year of Kirk Cousins, it matters, and it's not an it's not an isolated opinion. People like to downplay it and say you guys are being negative. You're reading, you're just trying to stir up drama. You know, media stirring up drama. It's a big deal. Like if Judd Zolgad, who's been with 1500 ESPN and Score North for ten years, if Judd left tomorrow. And uh, or if I left or Declan left and wrote a big like, let's say Judd, Judd and I have worked together for seven years. Let's say I left and I thanked all the people that at fifteen hundred ESPN and score north. And I thank Dan Seaman, our general manager. And I think Brad Lane, our old program director. Corey and Ruffs. oh man, like Matthew Collar and Joe, Corey Roofs, Joe and Anderson, Derek Wetmore. Just and by the way, like you guys won't even know just how much of a great job Tony Lee did on production yep. behind the scenes. Yep. Just. He would just he'd just be cranking out production. Um, just what a great time I had at Hubbard Radio over the last ten years. Yep. And I didn't mention Judd. Yep. Don't you think there'd be a red flag? What? Why didn't he mention Judd? Yep. Do they hate each other? Was Judd a cancer? Yep. Do other people feel that way? It's yeah, not something it's you survived. just ignore, right? Yeah. So, anyways, are we overreacting, Dex? Are we reading too much into this? <laughs> are the commenters reading too much into this? Uh, you know, I I don't think you're overreacting. No, I I think uh, I, I think Kirk Cousins has a lot of Bo Callahan in him from draft day. You know, I just think he's got a lot of. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to. No one's no going, one's to, his going to his birthday party. That's a good, party. That, that parallel. Dex. I will say though, I think although no, Kirk, Kirk for sure finds the hundred dollar bill at the back of the playbook. Let's yeah. be honest. And, and then probably demands another hundred with his through his agent. And let's be honest too. <laughs> like if Kirk Cousins invited me to his birthday party. I'm going to guess Kirk Cousins' version of a party is a lot different than the version that I envision of a party. So, Well, you certainly know that Nickelback's not going to be playing yeah. there because he's— And too, the meat is smooth. Or Creed. I'm sorry, Creed. Creed, Creed is his man. So the yes, meat is smooth. I, I, I don't think you're overreacting necessarily. He, he, Kirk Cousins is who he is, man. He's a weird duck. He's just a weird guy. I would say it seems like about half the comments here this week that, that we're pulling are about Kirk. So I'll, I got one more for you, and this is, this is not a question. It's just a comment from Robert Centifanti. And in my opinion, it's actually one of the better and fairer summations of Kirk that I have seen. So Bravo, Robert, is a great YouTube comment. He says, I believe Kirk has had a lot of great weapons at his disposal, and his O-line may have been poor, but his inability to feel pressure and make the right decisions in pressure situations have been terrible. Kirk certainly made his line look worse than they were at times, 
yet he also has had flashes and moments of brilliance as well. It's sort of confounding. Can't put my finger on why it all can't come together and be consistent. Um, also, regarding uh, something Judd mentioned, I am of the opinion that Kirk is paid to overcome some of these deficiencies, and I believe the team is right to expect Kirk to overcome some line and personnel issues. He's paid like a franchise quarterback who should be able to find a way. We can't afford to throw more money at his deficiencies. We need to use that money to fill other holes. That's about as great of a – it's fair. Like, he has shown flashes of brilliance. He does have a hard time overcoming deficiencies. These are all things that are in play for the Vikings right now. But I I can explain um, his one question very simply. Kirk thrives when all hope is lost. Kirk fails when there are expectations, which is why he gets off to bad starts because there are expect opening day. There are expectations. And, and this past year is a, this past year is a perfect summary of Kirk's career. As far as his mentality goes, terrible start Falcons game was a disaster and was largely his fault. Like he was terrible. Okay. So at that point, bye week comes, one and five, right? So people are like, screw it. This team's in dump. Go ahead and dump. What happens? Kirk comes back and plays well. Because then Kirk's the ultimate. I'll show you. And by the way, the pressure's gone now. So I can show you. The year before, if you guys recall, Chicago game, Soldier Field, complete disaster, dumpster fire. People are talking about what's going to ha- happen with Kirk. Could Kirk be benched? What should they do with Kirk? Blah, blah, blah. They go play the Giants, right? In New Jersey, what does Kirk do? Starts a great streak. Kirk is Kirk overcomes adversity when the adversity is basically the towel is thrown in. That's part of the problem. Somebody, I did see another comment. I think uh, on Purple Daily YouTube or might have been on Twitter too that if he was a golfer, he would be lights out from holes three through sixteen. Yes, that's a great. He'd he, he'd like bogey that's the so first. Great. He'd be plus one or plus two going into three, and then he would get super hot. He would he would birdie three, five. He'd eagle the par five on eight, yep. and and he would have a he'd have a round going, and he's in contention. And then you get up to the seventeenth and eighteenth, and it's double bogey. Like Kirk Cousins is melting down oh, the, at yeah. the master. Yeah, it's like you see sometimes these guys will get hot on Sunday when the pressure is off, and they oh I, I'm down by eight strokes, and so they shoot like a they're on pace to shoot a sixty three, and then all of a sudden they realize. Oh man! Like the gallery has gathered. Yep. Uh, the, my, every shot is being televised now, and and boom, they dump one in the water on Masters. Masters. You like this? Sunday. You like this? All right. Uh, Sean Spratley asks: So, if we start Owen three, do you think it'll be Patterson or Coobs as the next head coach? So, I'll I'll take this comment and phrase it: <laughs> How hot do you think the seat is for Mike Zimmer specifically this year? Like, do you, do you think? Like, if they get off to a slow start like they did last year, does he get fired midseason? I mean, like, what what's oh. the temperature on his seat right now? Well, I think it's incredibly hot. Do I think that they would do the same thing that they did with Childress in 2010? I don't know. Um, because of, of the point of, I don't know who gets the job if Mike is let go. I think that if they have a disappointing season, Mike gets fired. Do I think he gets fired in season? I think the the meltdown would have to be colossal and Zimmer would have to start to to himself meltdown which I'm guessing wouldn't be the case. So no, I don't I think there's a chance he gets fired certainly after 2021, 
I don't think it's going to come in season. And my guess is Patterson gets the job, not Clint Kubiak. Yeah, Patterson. Man, he's been, I mean, he was an assistant coach in the 98 season for he the was Vikings. A, yeah, he's he was been there a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, I, I mean, mark my words, old old takes exposed here. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be bad. Like, I actually think the floor on this team is pretty high. I think they're going to be a competitive team at worst that maybe, like, narrowly misses the playoffs. But I think their upside is a team that could do some damage. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't foresee a disaster start that puts everyone on the hot seat. Um, if if that does happen, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a change in season. But I just I just don't see that as a plausible scenario. What about you, Dex? Yeah, if it's zero three, no, I don't think I don't think heads heads start rolling then. But I I do think the seat is warm going into the season. It's for sure not safe. It's for sure not cold. It's it, it's definitely a warm seat. And and I think if if they do the zero and three is one thing. But if it's one and five and you look exactly like you did the year before, and and also yeah. like maybe depending how the schedule rolls out as well. Then, then we can have to start to have those discussions that I think they could end up. I don't. I think they'd end up firing Zimmer before they'd fire the OC. I think they would, personally. Uh, Joseph S says, "If you guys get to fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube, and by the way, we just got to eighteen thousand between Purple Daily and Scorner channels. So thank you, everyone. Appreciate you. For, uh, if you listen via podcast or if you subscribe to our YouTube channels, thank you guys. But Joseph S says, if you guys get to fifty thousand subs, uh, would you make Declan ride a horse?" I'm here for that. I, I think if we get to 50,000 cruel subs, and unusual can, punishment, he's afraid we gotta of give them. me a timeline. Like if we can get to 50,000 subs in like, not the end of the year. Cause I like, you know, it's good. If you got the 50,000 scrubs, I will brush a horse and ride a horse by the end of the year. Whoa. If we oh, get to okay. 50,000 subs by the end, write this down by December 31st of 2021. Okay. If we get to 50,000 subs, I will gladly ride a horse and brush a horse. And I think brushing one to me is more terrifying than actually riding it. So I, I want <laughs> nothing to do with touching and being near a horse. But if you help us out, I will conquer my own fears. Sounds like a country song. It does sound like I a rode song. a horse today and brushed it yesterday. <laughs> No, there's Judd. Definitely, definitely no. not. Could be a country definitely song. Definitely not. Could, could be a country <laughs> song. Okay, well, God. let's go for 50,000 then. It scares me. All right, listen, I think it's going to be tough, but this. now that De- now that Declan has, uh, has put on, this folks, challenge smash. on the table, man. Hit, hit, hit the subscribe button. Yeah, would you let a horse lick you uh, on the side of the face? No. If we got to Oh, it might bite him in the no. face. No, 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 <laughs> no. God no, Mister Ed. Hello, Declan. No. How about how about for thirty thousand? Uh, you just have to there feed a treat to a horse, and there. we get to film it. No, really? No. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, no. Dex. No. Can oh. I throw it from a distance? No. You got no, to feed it. You have to put it in its mouth. You know what? Hey. Zero chance. Hey, you got to feed it. Hey. Z- no. Zero chance that happens. That literally scares me. All right, Jesus listen. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Let's get this thing to fifty thousand subscribers by the end of the year. So, so you won't feed so a horse for thirty thousand, but twenty thousand more you will ride it, and brush, brush it. And... That's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. He also knows that mathematically it's going to be almost impossible for yes. us to get that many subscribers. Yeah. So he's putting himself out there. So let's make it. We'll let's make it happen. Find let's make it happen. Oh God. Uh, Rick says. Rick Cottrell says. If we can't get Teddy Bridgewater as a backup, I would go with Marcus Mariota or Alex Smith. They're both better than Sean Mannion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, DL, I believe it's DL Ausdaus Z, says bring Sloter or Keenum back as the backup. So rank those four from those two commenters, Mariota, Alex Smith, Sloter, and Keenum as the main backup to Kirk Cousins. Sloter just got let go by the yeah. Raiders the yesterday. Raiders. He was with the Raiders? Yeah, he mm-hmm. was on, I don't know how, but he was, and he just got let go. 
Uh, I would rank them like this. Mariota, one. Alex yep. Smith, two. Who was the one besides Slaughter? Keenum. Uh, Keenum, three. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Keenum, two, because I think Alex Smith might just be shot at this point. Sure. And um, um, I'm going Marietta one, Keenum two, yeah. Smith, and then Sloter. Sloter, by the way, has been let go or passed up on by every team twice or three his times. His dad's so, pissed like, off, too. Oh, no. Yeah, his dad's mad about Dang it. Dang it. Yeah, his dad's very yeah. upset. His son is oh, very talented. Man. I think don't you know, understand? he's a, one, of the, one of the greatest preseason quarterbacks in Vikings history, but I think the, I think the league has spoken on his potential as an actual prospect. The old man would call the teams. I mean, what the hell are you doing? That is a license to release your kid. An NFL. You call the teams? He called the Vikings, yeah. He called called the teams. Yeah, we talked about this. He called the Vikings. I'm sure that's part of the reason why they're they're like, we're not going to, no, bleep this. Yeah. Like, who calls a professional team if they're a parent? Uh, Alec Johnson chimes in here and says, this is the first time I have watched you guys on YouTube. I only listen usually, and you guys look nothing like your voices sound. That's classic radio people people discovering the, like, podcasters and visual. I think I look exactly like... I sound and vice versa. I want to know, like, what did you? I mean, and, and other people, like, what did you think we would look like? Do you think we would look like Pitt and Clooney, like the, like the like the Blue Man Pitt, Group? It was or probably something? Pitt and Clooney. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're three, like just three Ryan Goslings. Yeah, and, they're just and Dex is Gosling. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like Sweet. you guys sound so. Yeah. Oh my god, that's you. Yeah, and you and I are like Russell Crowe gaining forty pounds for a, <laughs> for a football podcast role or something that, that we never lose. <laughs> Russell Crowe like gained that weight for a film and he never lost. He's like, no. I like being big. And then Zoics chimes in and says, I have a projector screen over my hot tub. Sometimes you guys are on while I have a soak. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, that's can we be done with today's that, episode? That's of, not uh that's not our guy in Pittsburgh. Who am I thinking of? I'm not who am I Pittsburgh or Bob and Bob, uh, Bob, 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 Bob in Pennsylvania. I don't think that's Bob. No, that's no. not. Although Bob loves to have a soak as well. Bob called, call it, Bob called us from the hot tub visually this year. Yeah, Twice he, in one episode. Yeah, he did, but I don't think he calls it a soak. The soak sounds creepier. Like, if he said, I watched you guys right. in my hot tub, I'd be slightly freaked out. The soak Having takes it up soak. to a 10 out of 10. Now I'm worried. Is. I'm with you. The word I mean, soak, soak sounds do, creepy. Do you ever soak your body? I never soak my body. If I'm ill, <laughs> if I'm ill, I will sit in a, in a, I will sit in a, in a tub. And soak? Yes. If I feel a slight offness with how I feel, I will oh, soak. Okay. Yep. I will not, soak. That's, I didn't even know that. Yep. You're welcome. You I are welcome. Don't appreciate it. Would you ever, if we got to twenty five thousand subscribers, <laughs> would you have a soak with a horse? No. God, no. I will not do anything <laughs> involved Red. in the water with Hello, a horse. Oh, Declan. How are you today? I'm gonna have nightmares now this weekend. I'm a gonna have nightmares horse. of horses because we've been, of course, we've been, of course. we've been probing my I, phobia Dec- of horses for the last. Ten Declan, years. what's going on? It's Mister Head. God. How about a soak, <laughs> young lad? We could use a little soak. Do you need a back rub? <laughs> I can never get in it. I can never soak again now. Hope you Good. Know, I don't want this. you filling my minute and clear. We don't want you my, soaking. My own holistic ways of feeling better are now ruined because of you. Good. Guys. Thank you. Good. No one ever wanted you to soak. God Almighty, why? Why? Well, why, uh, why? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, heat up the bathtub here. We'll see you guys. <laughs> see you guys next time on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment <laughs> podcast and video form from a tub with a horse. <laughs>